0: You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 13 of Here for the Truth. Today, we have a very special episode for you with our guest today, Shane Bales. Now, Shane hasn't provided a bio for us, and he's requested that we explain who he is on his behalf. So I thought the best way to do this was to bring it back to his initial blog, The Ruiner, and read you a paragraph from his introduction. So Shane was raised within quote unquote, Illuminati systems. In Shane's own words, I was a member both by blood and by initiation. I was educated and trained by their members at the highest level and for several years assisted them in their goals. While I was a member and involved, a large portion of my job was to understand their plans, how they will be presented to the world, and what this would cause. The Illuminati itself used to call me the Keeper of Secrets, which anyone reading this with experience will understand. Shane, thank you for being here. Welcome to Hear for the Truth.
1: Happy to be here. I love you both, so this is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, Amen. thanks, man. It's uh, ever
2: since I heard you uh, with David and your conversation a couple years ago, man, it was really nice to connect and uh, just really value uh, a lot that you shared on even on that talk. And I don't know, Joel, if you wanted to start off with a question or?
1: Well, let me um <laughs> let me kind of drop the disclaimer that is also on that blog. Okay. Um, so, when I started writing the blog, I didn't write it for the general public to read. I had a group of people who knew me personally and had been through similar, if not the same things as I had, and also understood that I had a little bit of an overview that they didn't have of the different sections that they were in. So they had, I had these people asking me questions and it was a lot of emails, a lot of um you know, trying to keep up with each of them and answer all their questions and everything. And it was a lot of work for me and uh, I was busy at the time. So uh, one of them had actually suggested me writing it into like an article form, stylizing it a little bit and putting it on the, uh, like on a blogger for them. And then that way they could all just kind of access it. And if they had questions beyond that, then I could just, you know, deal with the questions one on one. But um, that's how it started. And so it was really intended for you know, about 13 people to read when I started it. I think that number got to 20 or 21 by the time um, it ended. But in the process, it got found by you know, a lot of different truth researchers on the internet um, for reasons we don't need to get into, but uh, uh, basically a keyword um, matched one of uh, the titles of one of the articles that I wrote. And so it got picked up and put on forums. And uh, the next thing I knew, it went from, you know, uh, 20 people to uh, thousands of people who were reading and following along. So I kind of changed the tone of it once I figured out that, you know, more than just my intended audience was reading it. And so it it did kind of uh, take a little bit of a turn as it went. But it had an end date when I started it. Like it was really like, these are the topics I'm going to write about. And once that's done, it's done. So, um, yeah, that was the way that it was all approached and I never intended to do any interviews or anything like that. Because again, when I first started, of course I, I didn't intend anyone to really read it. And even once, uh, everybody was reading it, I still didn't really intend to do interviews, but, um, I guess I realized that, you know, the person, the character that I wrote that blog through isn't necessarily me as a human being and as a person. And that uh, because it was being taken so seriously and so many people were interested in it, I wanted to show the person behind, you know, the character and let people know that it's not, I don't know, dark is the word. It's not as um, not as dark as they may have thought. And uh, that there was, uh, you know, some changeable things that they could apply into the reality based on what they were reading instead of just, uh, you know, freaking out about some of the content that was new to them.
0: Yep. Now, awesome. And it's, it's, it's a fascinating blog, definitely. And we'll drop a link in the show notes here for anyone that wants to, wants to read that. I guess let's bring it back to the basics. So you were raised within Illuminati projects or programs, correct?
1: Yes um illuminati is a word that we use yeah. in this community for that the, for them that, it's a, is that the word, the you're happy to use word. going forward yeah, it's, it's it's the word that i'm happy to use because that's what all right. we all understand it's like an umbrella group that oversees yeah. a bunch of different cults programs and projects throughout the world
0: yeah yeah okay so on, on a basic level what goes on in these programs well
1: programs themselves it's a lot of uh testing human potential and testing human behavior and uh lot of different type of simulations to see you know what would happen if you put humans in specific types of situations and how Mm -hmm. how well they could interact with those situations um there's a component of it that's kind of what people think of as a mystery school where they're uh they're teaching you things that are, are considered paranormal sciences in the real world um things about magic uh law of attraction as as different words that we know uh to kind of Explain that, as well as you know, heighten, heightening, or nurturing <laughs> psychic abilities and telepathy, and and things such as that. Um, and then there's the cult aspect of it, which I think more people are a little bit more familiar with because that involves a lot of the like ritualistic stuff that they do. A lot of the like, you know, to uh, go down that dark road, the 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 rape and the sacrifice and. Uh, the gross stuff that they do yeah. all falls under what, what I call the cults category. And then projects are something that they kind of, you see that come out through, say, like a lot of Freemasonry where they work in community building and, and things like that. They, uh, they would influence, say, Hollywood to implement, say, predictive programming and things of that nature, um, kind of culture steering, if you will.
0: So how, how ancient is this system? How, how long has it been here and how long have these cults and programs been going for approximately?
1: About 13,000 years, um, give or take a few years here or there, okay, just to round it to something easy. Yeah. Um, they, have, they also have, part of their belief system goes back way further than that as well. Um, there's even different categories, like they have a, a, a frame of reference that goes somewhere between like the 13,000 to the 26, 30,000 year mark. And then the next step behind that would be about fifty thousand years ago, and then um, some of their oldest stuff goes back even even much older than that to around one hundred and twenty thousand years.
2: Wow. I just want to say real quickly, it, we didn't plan this, but you had mentioned that your the blog was initially for thirteen people, and then you just mentioned thirteen thousand, and this just happens to be episode thirteen. I'm just saying, <laughs> wasn't planned. <laughs> wasn't planned. Yeah,
0: it's like there's no like coincidences. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got so much I could go into, but you're asking us, do you have a question from here?
2: Um, well, I guess, I guess my question too is, um, you know, on your blog as well, you, you do write, uh, it's a work of fiction and part of a creative writing project. The author is not responsible for what readers choose to believe. This is not disclosure or a source of official information. So reasons for writing that. Also, wh- why would a blog like this if it was just intended for a smaller audience um why would it still be allowed to go on and go through to share this information and why are you even allowed to be on this show with us talking about this kind of thing
1: well first of all i've been out of that for a long time and i have no proof of any of it right so there's no way that i could possibly like you know stand up in front of a court and point fingers at anybody and prove anything so um that that's the built-in buffer that um I have uh, in terms of that. Not a lot of people really do get out. My situation is not unique, but it's kind of a rare situation. Um, Somebody brought it up, kind of made the joke that it was similar to like John Wick getting out of his assassin organization. Like you Mm kind of do, you make some promises to them, you follow through on those promises. And if you do everything right, you play by the rules then they kind of, you know, let you go. They kind of just, you know, there's nothing actionable I can do to harm them. The reason for the disclaimer, I actually put the disclaimer on after we went from the jump from like 20 people to thousands of people. Mm -hmm. That that was when I threw that on because I was aware of the alternative community and how seriously they take this stuff. And I I honestly didn't want to be a part of the lore that they create within that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's inevitable and I I have uh, tried my best to live up to that position with integrity and honesty. Um, I've kind of gone against a lot of the things I said in the blog and saying like, you know, the way that I worded that it's, it's meant to be stylized. Right. So it's not exactly what I mean. Um, I do intend at some point in time in my life, when I finally have the, the time and motivation to go back through it and make all of those things clear, but uh, I've always been open to questions and, and uh, yeah. clarifying things for, for individuals. And I try my best to um, just in the talks that I do on my own to not erase any of the misconceptions about it but definitely reframe them so that they make a little bit more sense and uh so i think that answers both of those questions if there's anything i missed let me know
2: no no definitely um well joel you can you can like ask something different real quickly but i i for some reason feel called to just even just ask you because it's current events like what the fuck is happening right now Mm. like these, and your experience, and the things that you know, like these last 16 months, what are they?
1: What's happening? Well, there's a lot of different things in the world that indicate that we should be going through some type of, I don't know, people have a lot of different names for it and think about it in different terms, but basically some type of an evolution as a a species on this planet, and technology is a big part of that, and uh, one thing that The Illuminati has tried their best to do over the last 200 years or longer is um, move us farther and further away from magic by kind of discrediting it all and and making us believe that it was just, you know, hocus pocus um, and pushing us towards technology. And so um, they've been quite successful in that. And I think what they're trying to do is kind of steer this evolution in such a way that it leads into what people call transhumanism, our kind of cyborg, um, symbolic relationship with technology machines. And um, I think there's a lot of evidence for that in the world. And uh, I think a lot of the different things that, you know, the truth community points to right now, if you even if you go from like chemtrails or uh, heavy metals and foods or, you know, now nanobots and certain types of materials right um not to get too specific to not flag your channel no, <laughs> but no, yeah, no, I, I think i think this is all kind of leading us towards a kind of augmented or okay, drawing a blank on the word a steered evolution as opposed to the natural evolution that we should be having which is where people's concepts of things like ascension and moving to 5D and all that type of like new opening or unveiling and all of that, which I believe is a a part of what is happening with us. And I think that the powers that be, if you will, the people who have all these toys are trying to steer that in a way that takes us away from our natural abilities as, as humans and as individuals and pushes us more into a group of controllable robots, more or less, or making us more compatible with these technologies. If you think of like organ donation or um, like limb transplants or anything like that, that they've attempted, uh, the body likes to reject these things. It recognizes it as a foreign body. So if you think about injecting us with technology or all of a sudden implanting us with technology, like say uh, Neuralink or one of these things that are proposed for us, um, Google eyes, things like that, <clears throat> there's a good possibility our bodies are not going to like it, and are going to reject it. And I think that some of this nanotechnology that we're experiencing right now is meant to make us more compatible with that. Mm -hmm. As well as um, our our climate is changing as a result of all of the... Because basically what I, from my understanding, what actually spikes evolution is a change in frequency. It's basically the, the DNA of the planet starts to shift. So we have to kind of go along with it. And I think as a result of that, uh, you know they have to try and control the weather. They have to try and control our awakening, if you will, and uh, steer us back into something that they still do have that you know on and off switch control for through technology.
2: And I would say that it's no coincidence that if they want to make us more like in a symbiotic relationship with technology, that the perfect thing to use to have us fear nature more would be a virus. You know, Do you think that the, yeah. it seems like the perfect thing to to have people to be afraid of touching one another, to be in contact with one another, to to hug, to breathe fresh air? You know, it's not like they said, oh, a bomb's going to hit the planet. You know, it was, it was there, it, it seems like it was specific and it goes along with what you're saying, that why this was used as the the new, the new weapon.
1: Yeah, as well as, well as the weather changes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you got to stay inside because... Um, you you might not be safe outdoors air quality is bad sun quality is bad all these different things that they're playing these days right and uh knowing from my background what i'm seeing right now is them kind of testing the waters on a bunch of different ideas because again from my understanding uh they have a bunch of they have a plan and a bunch of different ways to get themselves there and so they'll kind of test different ideas um virus could be a, an idea climate change could be an, another idea see what we kind of freak out to the most and then decide which one is better for them to get to where they want to go so i think we're kind of in the middle of that right now where they're they're throwing all this information at us just to see how we react and just to see what we really freak out and what we really don't freak out about <clears throat> and then um whatever the next step to get us to that place which i believe is ultimately transhumanism is uh will be what they do next i guess yeah Mm. you know it's interesting that you said everything you said because
2: in the truth community you know different people will say things like well more and more people are waking up so these illuminati types these elites are overplaying their hand so do you think because they're do you think that's just like bullshit and it's actually not we're just going to throw everything but the kitchen sink or in the kitchen sink at everyone and see see what sticks I
1: think they anticipated us to be honest um one of the things that I, I kind of spoke out about very early on was about um them wanting to kind of discredit the truth community as well by making it appear crazy and I think a lot of and when I was talking about the lore that I didn't want to add to that, so that's that's kind of what I meant mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of different uh topics in the truth community and then there's a lot of different rabbit holes to go down and some are deeper than others. Some are a little bit about, further out into woo-woo land than others, right? So yeah. it can be pretty, pretty easy for people to get on board with, like, you know, maybe this was made in a lab, right? Um, as opposed to something that is natural. As opposed to, oh, they have clones, right? <laughs> so um, that's a big yeah, jump for for it, the average person. Exactly. Or maybe so, not
2: even that. Like more than the average person. <laughs>
1: And so what I was saying was, like, they, they've kind of created that jump, right? And they've, they've, excited, they've, they've made that far extreme, even deeper than it's supposed to be or could be or should be naturally, so that they have that to point at when, you know, people are trying to give alternative health news or people are trying to, you know, talk about whether or not it was made in a lab or whether, you know, that kind of thing, something that is at that level of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I think when I saw QAnon coming along, I I saw that as like the other side of the plan, or at least targeting the other side of that audience, where it was like they were throwing out all these false predictions and getting people to really, really believe in them and talk about them and spread the information all over the internet. And then when you know if someone comes along and wants to talk about conspiracy theory, it, it's it's crazy talk, right? And like I'm I'm automatically not going to listen to you because I heard about that Q shit. You're talking about Q, right? Mm-hmm. And um and then I said the evolution from that would end up being that they can criminalize conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. And what did they do after like you know the the Capitol riot? Um,
0: yeah, they made all those people terrorists.
1: To, domestic terrorists exactly. So. Uh, that's that's kind of like when, when I speak out against either side of that like whether it's someone making outlandish claims to make money or whether it's someone making ash, ash, outlandish claims to keep everyone just believing that some savior is going to come along and ascend them or take them away in the rapture or something like that um, I feel a need to speak out about it and I, I felt the same thing with Q where I was just like okay this is the other side of that where you guys are taking something that's real and you're backing it with all these like crazy predictions and stuff that couldn't possibly be happening. Like, I remember reading one one day where it was like Justin Trudeau was arrested at 5 30 AM and then it's 1 30 PM and he's on my TV. You know, it's, uh, there has to be some real world results to the things that these people are making claims about. And the same goes for for me. Right. So that's, uh, that's why I've tried to, you know, make some clarifications uh, on these subjects for people because it's a, it is a dangerous slope, and it's really easy for someone who came through the position that I came through to really take advantage of people. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, in 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 your view, just just to clear it, um, you think that, um, for example, Trump wields no benefit whatsoever, whether he's in office or not. Is is it merely just two sides of the same game, um, as many would assume, or what, 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 what's your perspective on on that hand that being played
1: definitely that that it's you know it doesn't really matter who the poster boy is for any of these governments really i think that they're you know they had that that concept we hear of, of like the new world order the one world government i'm pretty sure that that's been in place for you know, yeah. since the beginning you know and i think that uh, this division was created so that it adds to the illusion of choice you know and yeah. um so yeah i don't think that that mattered matters at all other than um kind of, when I was talking about the different plans that they may have, um, it might be easier to pull one of those off if Trump's in place than if Biden's in place, just as an arbitrary example, right? Yeah. But we have other plans for, to use if Biden's the one in that place, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, to anyone with discerning eyes, there seems to be no doubt that. Transhumanism is the overarching agenda, right? To have us so completely disconnected from anything life, anything natural, and the opposing force is so obviously anti-life and anti-nature. But my my question is this: How can you how can you choke nature? How 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 can you submerge nature? Like where, do you think there's a point where this is actually doable to control this this force um, that we that we can call nature?
1: no i don't i think that that's where they're gravely mistaken and always have been. it's like i think that's where their their ego self is really you know at the surface now and it could end up being their downfall in the end depending on how the cards all get played but um either way nature's always going to figure its stuff out and it's going to take over whatever it doesn't matter what we do to her as i like to call our planet um yeah she, she could shake her shoulders and get rid of us anytime she wants to. Like, we're really not, she knows that we're not, you know, worth dying for, if you want to put it that way. So um, I don't think they'll ever, and I see them struggling to control nature and to control the weather and to control all of these things. And they're doing a lot more harm than good, both within people trying to control the nature of humans, as well as trying to control the nature of the weather, the nature of uh, waters. Um, or nature yeah. of the way trees grow or any of the different stuff that they've been messing with without us knowing for a long time. And I mean, it doesn't take long for nature to take things back when we're not in the way, right? So um, I don't think that it's it's ever really going to get to that point where we do so much damage to our planet that the planet doesn't recover. I think that if we do too much damage to the planet, we don't recover. And, um, you know, whether you know, whichever you value is more important there. I'll, I'll leave that up to everyone's own personal feelings or opinions. But uh, I, I, I think you're right. Like there, that's, that's going to be the end. That's going to be the one thing that they'll never be able to truly control. Yeah, and They can convince us to do it for them. That's about it. They can convince us to give away our true nature to yeah. the machine, if you will. Right, like to give it up to technology, but that all comes down to choice too, right? So,
2: yeah. You know, I really want to, um, explore this idea of they,
1: you hear, you
2: hear it all the time and everyone in the truth community, alternative research could be, they're doing this, they're doing that. They, they, they. So it's like, who are they? And you, in your blog, you talk about the structure, you talk about the Draco and the parents and the covens and projects. And so
1: talk about that a little bit well i mean at this point in time it's a lot of humans that have had this structure created for them by intelligences that are not human let's uh just leave it at that but mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the reason why they're having it's you know people might say that they we're waking up so they're having a hard time holding on to things it can appear that way because they're not used to running things the way that they have had to over the last you know 50 years that, that or maybe a little bit longer than that um without let's call it outside help got it right so um those structures the people at the top of that and again like these aren't you know the people that you see in the public sector like it's not the Donald trumps it's People who, you know, you're not going to read about history books ever, you're not going to find an internet presence for them like they're not talked about you're not going to see them at pictures of parties like they've been running things in their own little world for long enough now that they don't need to do that that wasn't always true like if you go back far enough in history, um, you know, a mutual respected person of viruses like Michael Tessarion who's done a really good job of going back that and Mm -hmm. and back in those days like yeah they were still written into history books and they still were included in society but they realized that eventually that's going to have to stop Mm -hmm. and um you know they slowly started phasing themselves out in terms of the people with the most power uh occupying positions of power
2: So, so people like bill gates and fauci and schwab and all they're just the higher level pawns Yes, the highest like relative to the average see. the common yeah. person,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 still like they're, you know, as much as Bill Gates may be gross, he's still just acting on someone else's behalf. So, mm. so how would
2: you become the keeper of secrets?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't laugh to like I'm just I'm just so curious like I I well, love that name. Um,
1: is that if it was about so like I was saying there's a bunch of different programs there's a bunch of different projects A bunch of different cults involved one thing that they had done with me was kind of give me an overview of them and they didn't do this with a lot of people a lot of people were very like narrowed into whatever their cult was whatever their program was whatever their project was and in order for me to get that overview and interact with them I had to be really good at keeping secrets so that's uh that's what it was is I'm you know I'm very good at keeping secrets if i need to be i'm in a place in my life where i do my best to ever 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 have to keep a secret like I'm a, i try to be as transparent about anything but i mean if you as a friend were to come to me with a secret your secret would be safe with me but um in terms of world secrets anymore i'm not playing that game with that for for anybody again but yeah
2: uh, well if i do tell you a secret one day and you share it dude i'm taking that title away from you man oh, just, deal not, you, you don't yeah, get no. it
1: anymore man i'm deleting i wouldn't deserve you, it
2: <laughs> I probably
1: don't deserve it anymore. But when I was when I was younger, I I, I did. I was very yeah. good at yeah. that.
0: Um, let's, let's let's play a game. Yes or no questions. Flat Earth. Yes or no. No. Moon. Natural or synthetic. Synthetic. Ooh.
2: Well, okay. Moon. You just open up a can of worms. So <laughs> you know, in terms of flat Earth, it just feels like in the last few years that's growing even more as a movement in the truth community. And I'm going to be the first one to say, I have not gone down any rabbit holes relative to that relative to that. My intuition says one thing, um, but I know people that I admire and that I respect in a lot of different areas who have gone down that and have adopted that as their worldview. And so I'd, I'd love for you to chat about that a little bit, because um, it feels like it's, it's like one of the things you just said before where it, people get lumped into a certain category. So if you talk about natural health, you talk about one thing, it's like, well, whatever, you're a flat earther, you know, it's like, it's the word that's used to discredit and make everyone yeah. a tinfoil hat, conspiracy theorist, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't believe that the earth is flat. I um, I got really interested because of what I was talking about earlier, actually, about me understanding that there was going to be a lot of disinformation programs run through our community. Um, when I would see one that I kind of understood or I remembered or I knew, um, I would kind of focus in on it. I would want to learn everything I could about it just so that I could uh, kind of play devil's advocate with people who believed it, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I want to know why they believe it um, well enough that I can explain to them why it's not that way, right? Um, and I mean, this is, would just open another can of worms, but I think a lot of the things that perceptional, our, our perceptions uh, lead us to believe that, the earth may be flat has to do with us being in an unnatural environment or what you might call a simulation um i know people who've made video games and it's really hard to program like you know regular 3d physics into a video game right and therefore every world is flat in a sandbox so um personally i think that's where some of the anomalies that you know maybe can't be explained away uh, do come from but for the most part You know, we don't all understand science, and so we can't all just go based on just our perceptions all the time, right? And uh, I think when it comes to physics, especially astrophysics, that's one of those places where, you know, trusting the experts at least a little bit (laughs) could do us some good, Um, whereas a lot of the people in that community don't seem to. Like, they've kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater in terms of trusting anybody,
0: right? So. Yeah, um, to me it's completely preposterous always. i don't understand how you I mean if, if you really want to understand that concept go take a deep dive into into astro theology you know what i mean look at look at the the true meaning of the polar axis and the polar axis tilt and the procession of the equinoxes and there's just no possibility that you can come out of that and be like okay yeah the, the, the earth's flat just yeah that doesn't make yeah. sense
1: and just in a lot of other different things that i've interacted with just tell me that like it's just not possible and it's um not true so but it's, it's an interesting, you know, again, it's one of, like, like you even pointed out that it's uh, one of those things that are put in front of us to take something to an extreme. Mm. You know, like uh, there's a lot of things that you would come through if you went down a, a flat earth um, rabbit hole, so to speak, that are useful, like questioning authority, like actually questioning is what NASA has shown us the truth? You know, are they telling us the truth about it? everything what are they keeping from us why are they keeping it from us those type of questions are very valuable but uh, if it may requires someone to have the conclusion in their head that the earth is flat in order to to do that i'm uh, not so happy about that conclusion yeah,
2: yeah. so I, I like this yes or no game uh, that you started <laughs> joel um so moon landing real or video oh, created on, by created by uh stanley kubrick <laughs> whatever the fuck
1: well maybe a combination of both
2: okay, okay good.
1: <laughs> you know sometimes things don't go to schedule but you still need to show someone something so you might want to film something on a sound stage just in case
0: gotcha okay well you mentioned the word so simulation yes or no <laughs> personal
1: feeling is yes yeah wow.
2: but well, like I... simulation in what like the matrix movie kind of thing or
1: very similar yes yeah.
0: Well, I've, I've, li- I've listened to the entire Requiem for a Machine series, so I do have a bit of a backstory here, which a lot of our listeners um, won't. But so uh, basically what comes out of that is that we're living within a replay, right?
1: Yeah, kind of like an interactive movie Yeah, um, where certain things are kind of on the rails in terms of like, you know, this is going to happen to have this effect kind of like planned cause and effect but the actual details of the cause, um, can change. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I I did that series because I do believe it. And, um, yeah. And other people that I know, very well. also did, and had asked me to to spell it all out in that way. So I did, and um, I, I prefer that people don't listen to it. You know, <laughs> I, I, would, I, I not not because I, I feel like I sound stupid or anything like that. I just mean like I would I would much rather have people believe that they are in the natural environment and that none of that is true. Um, I don't think that it matters whether I'm right or wrong, and um, yeah, I, I I I don't
0: even like my own idea. All right. Go. So last one, if we're talking matrix, are we all in stasis pods right now? Um if I'm right about the rest of it then yes we would be.
2: <laughs> how do we so we how do I unplug, bro? Like where's the red pill?
1: Well, I mean, I think that that's at this point in time, you know, the end of our movie, our own personal movies. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I don't want to I'm going to say it now, but I didn't just want to say death because you know, there's going to be one or two people who'd be like oh i want out of the matrix then so that seems you know and, and i never want to uh i never want to encourage that as a matter of fact and i you know if you if you do end up watching the series you'll hear me say it like for the people who have kind of encountered it on their own or kind of felt like this might be the case on their own um watching that series is actually very empowering whereas for people who you know don't feel that way or haven't already come to that conclusion on their own it can seem disempowering so that's why i kind of don't recommend it that's yeah. why i don't i never promote like my own stuff right like i'll, I'll promote your show but i don't promote Thanks, my man. own really so it's uh one of those things where i'd like I, i'm gonna put this out here and I, I would prefer if people could just take their own responsibility for it i'm happy to explain like answer any questions like i'm doing now um but yeah i think that uh at the end of the day, it uh, shouldn't change how you live your life. So your goals should still be the same, regardless of whether I'm correct or not.
2: So again, and I'm just curious, I like just having this conversation and seeing where it goes, but like, okay, so I my life ends, I die a long life and my spirit, what's that, a soul, spirit, incarnation? Do I get like, what What do you think? Again, I'm curious, what your, what do you think happens? Does the idea of incarnation in the way that we've learned it through different spiritual traditions accurate, or is it just more hogwash?
1: No, I believe it is accurate, especially that is the organic world, right? Is that you would go into, I know there's lots of different words for it, but uh, the terminology I always use for it is the wheel of incarnation for planet earth. And um, you know, Mm -hmm. you've probably heard things of like life reviews and and Mm -hmm. looking back over your experience there, that all happens. And then from there you can, choose to incarnate here again or in another realm Um, and so many of us if not all of us have probably had experiences incarnating all over the place and that's you know feeds into our memories at times and it feeds into our art at times and it feeds into a lot of different things here at times but um yeah so if if in an organic setting I, i believe that's the way it works and uh That's definitely what what I was raised on, um, was that the soul is not something that is contained by the body. It exists at multiple levels that uh, we can't even perceive well in the body. It just happens to have the ability to attach itself to DNA, essentially, to drive these cars that we call bodies.
2: I love it. I love it. I just need to sit with that for a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. So at some point in time, we all chose to be here to have this experience. Yes. And did we did we have uh, did we have insight as to what this experience might entail, as to what the challenges might be?
1: Yeah. yeah. I think we maybe not, because there's other people having experiences in here, and their experiences are probably going to bump into us. So some things will kind of happen. You know, call that randomly. I, I like to use the word happenstance. Um, some things will happen um, that maybe weren't intended or weren't in, planned for or uh, taken into account. But it's still, um, I think that the way that we set up our incarnations, it's still not outside of a realm of possibility that we're, we've accepted when we choose to incarnate. And that's a hard thing. You know, it's maybe not so hard for the three of us, but I mean, mm-hmm. if obviously if you were in a third world country right now and you heard me say that, you'd be like, fuck you, dude. So yeah. If, swearing on a show but yeah like you know like that guy right. I understand swear. that
2: I don't think we'll get taken off um big tech platforms for that maybe for <laughs> the conversation we're having but not this curse word <laughs> um but yeah
1: I think that uh I think that that's a lot of how it works is you kind of you know kind of like choosing a video game character to go play you know like, hmm. a, like creating your own avatar or your own uh what's the name in an rpg avatars name yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm so curious about that because lately I've been having this conversation with people around like, well, yeah, you you create this soul contract, and so you you know what's gonna happen, or to some degree, and it just made me think about that because uh, a few weeks ago, one of my closest friends was uh, was murdered, and um, and you know, the human part of me obviously has gone through, you know, just waves of emotions and, and navigating what you would do when someone close to you and you care about passes, but then there's that part of me that like understands or at least wants to understand and believe the things that we're talking about right now that like his soul like that was an agreement that he made on some level and so uh, it makes me feel like it gives me peace but then it also is like what the fuck i don't know i just wanted to
1: share that because it's uh, i think a lot of it is that from our soul level our perception is just infinitely more um, nuanced than it is from playing within these brains right like, yeah. um, and I think that there's certain things that we can't grasp because of the emotions we feel while we're living in it you know like how could murder possibly be good you know like that's a, that's a very valid question but maybe from some higher level of perception there is a purpose and a reason for it right yeah. and, and maybe it does do some good in a bigger game that we can't see so I think a lot of that plays into why some people might not like that idea that we you know kind of choose our destiny so to speak before we even end up going through it
0: but the for me i feel like um the concept of free will isn't isn't diminished by that i I feel like we always have free will
1: Even if that were the case, that's you exercising your free will to choose that scenario in the very first place, right? So the the foundation of the Mm -hmm. entire experience was you having free will. And I said, that's what I was saying. Like, I think that like, there's kind of milestones that we hit that are important for our development and important for our, our time here. But I don't think that like every choice we make along the way was predetermined either. Yeah. I think that we, we've we set ourselves up with scenarios that we can we can interact with, like yeah. um which are lots you of messages. The... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that depending on it kind of like the choose your own adventure series, you know. Um yeah Thank you. <laughs> so like you were depending on what your now, choices are yeah. yeah depending on what your choices are along the way it might shift the outcome but yeah. you've already been able to look at all of those different outcomes anyways and understand that you can accept all of them right yeah. and so therefore your free will along the way can steer you to one or the other or maybe none of them maybe it ends up creating something new and who knows you know there's a lot of a lot of possibility out there and i think uh you know, it's, it's kind of a, a problem for humans that we, we think kind of narrowly in this way. Um, I, when I say a problem, I just mean, I think that we cause ourselves a lot more emotional pain than we need to, uh, based on our lack of understanding. And, yeah. uh, you know, going back to the other part of the conversation, it was actually the thing that I had to do for them was work for this paranormal, um, Let's call it like a group like we, we would go around and we would collect, you know, ghost stories and we would collect actual evidence of the afterlife. And uh, they would tell us that, you know, the reason why we were doing this was because they wanted to create a re-education package for schools where they put all this information in schools and just taught, you know, kids when they go to school, hey, like when you die you know, shit happens. You, you're not just dead, you know, and, uh, here's a bunch of evidence. Here's a bunch of video. Here's a bunch of audio. Here's a bunch of things that we can show you to, uh, to teach you about this and, and prove that to you. And so for great a few years, I, I worked to that end all to find out that really they just wanted all the information and all the evidence so they could shove it somewhere where nobody would ever find it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, well, that was kind of my John Wick moment of realizing that I had just had my blood oath called in, if you know what I mean. So,
2: yeah, well, I feel like we see p- little pieces of that that come out in the mainstream, even in terms of this idea of past lives where you have like a four-year-old who literally is like, this was my name and this is how I died and this is this and this is that. And then they go back and and it literally matches. Like you can track that back with an actual person. So I find that to be really fascinating. So I go, okay, well, is this part of the simulation and where it's like they didn't fully erase the memory of someone in the new character, uh, the new avatar. So it's just, I don't know i'm, just, I'm oh, the, just like thinking out loud
1: <laughs> the, the simulation would be if such a simulation exists it would be mimicking the organic right so it'd be looking at all the, the rules and per- parameters of planet earth and how it deals with souls and all of that and it would have to basically mimic all of those things mm. so it would have to be able to mimic ghosts it would have to be able to mimic souls or um any properties associated with that like say psychopathy, telepathy, anything like that um even like say cryptos or like uh strange creatures stuff like that it would need to be able to it would mimic all of this stuff so
0: so if um, if, if there is a mimic if there is a simulation it's simply overlaid over the organic right it's yeah and so- it's again
1: like just a just a, a ripoff of it you know and yeah. i think that's where like you Know some of our glitch like anomalies that we observe, and especially now that like uh, everyone's got a phone and um, mass communication is available, you hear about it more and more of like you know, uh, this plane in the sky just all of a sudden stopped and just kind of it was just kind of there for five minutes and then continued flying off like none of that had even happened, or like the birds stopped, like there's videos of stuff like that, and I think like there's there's certain amounts of that that does happen, and um that's to me kind of some of the stuff that i think are lead to the simulation theory um see, seeming evident, or at least uh, like seems like evidence towards something like that going on and that would make sense if that is the case because um you know what machine has ever been perfect right so mm-hmm. like no, not even the human machine is always perfect right so
2: so I kind of want to go back again because I'm just fascinated by your story. You know, you were born into this family and you were involved with all these different projects. And I'm curious, like, were you identified as someone with like certain abilities, high IQ in order to be placed in a certain position versus someone else? And then being involved with all this that you're speaking about and that you've spoken about on, on the blog, what was it that made you go nah I don't want to continue on this I want to go live a quote unquote normal life
1: as normal as it can be and my my answer for your second question maybe totally forget your first question <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, but um I had I had I had a kid and um the possibility of my child having to go through the things that i went through was just not something i could have Mm. you know like i couldn't i couldn't feel okay with that um oh that, that was what the other question was was like kind of why i was selected it does have a lot to do with you know my my predisposed natural abilities or my natural understanding of things um something that i'm just very good at it seems is getting other people to talk um, I can typically get people to kind of tell me their whole life story very easily. And I can get, uh, people feel comfortable with me. I, I, I like even it's very rare that I can't have a civil com- conversation, even if I really don't like someone, you know what I mean? So, or if it's, um, someone who has a lot of power over me, I don't tend to treat them any different than someone who has no power over me. So, um, I treat everybody with kind of the same baseline of love and respect. Um, I'm human. So, you know, I have my own triggers, my own buttons that you can push, but especially when I was younger, uh, I was very good at controlling all of those. So uh, that was a lot of what I was used for. If you want to put it that way, um, mm-hmm. what they utilized me for was like communicating with people or uh, mediate difficult conversations or um, be the first one person to interact with uh, an individual that maybe doesn't want to interact with anybody. Right. So um, I, I've had different people describe it to me, like a, a word that uh, a friend used recently. And I, they used to always say with solace is that I create a feeling of solace in people when I'm talking to them hmm. and uh, that gets people pretty open with me. And so um, I was really good at say, you know, getting confessions out of people or um, you know, getting people to admit to something they had done that they didn't want to admit to. And so that was one of the things that I was kind of utilized for that I have natural skills in.
2: Mm-hmm. It's good to know, um, Joel, if you and I ever get into a disagreement and we're upset with each other, we're gonna call Shane, okay?
1: <laughs> Just so you know. I'd be happy to do it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was Thank thinking you. the preface for the question was, why don't you have these special abilities? <laughs> why don't i yeah
2: (laughs) listen dude i do i just don't like to talk about them okay
1: well i think everybody does it's just different degrees of it and uh, i think what ends up happening is like they'll identify like a child with like a heightened predisposition to it and they'll choose them to nurture that ability as Mm -hmm. where like a lot of a lot of people have it you know knocked out of them as opposed to nurtured um you know people like myself who went through these programs projects and cults we had that aspect of our nature nurtured so
2: so I, I for some reason I keep thinking I don't know if it's maybe I read it on your blog but I just keep thinking of like the Born trilogy like Born movies and I, I just makes me think of like again are other people that have been in your position like are there is are there certain projects or things that they go through where their memory is like erased in terms of what they can what they know and what they can share if they do somehow get out or they're allowed to leave or again I'm just like kind of fascinated with the nuts and bolts around that and
1: if you want to talk about that please do well yeah there's there's um a lot of truth to that like that's the most common thing um obviously like you know option a is just take them out kill them get get rid of them um option b would be to erase it and let them go live a regular life somewhere um hope that they never remember and then um an option like mine is kind of rare but they get something that they want out of it so um it works and uh Like I'm not doing any harm to them. Like there's, you know, like they're uh, half of your audience is probably laughing at me in a way, you know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of what I expect when it comes to the greater, you know, like the mainstream, like I'm never going to go on the news and talk talk about this stuff. Right. Because first of all, I am a sane person. So Mm -hmm. I realize how insane this all sounds and uh, therefore I wouldn't do that. Um, What I try to do is try to You know bring it into some regular context for people so that it's not as crazy like and and that's because a lot of people make it sound crazier than it is you know um there's like different concepts like uh, like the secret space program and people being out there fighting space aliens and stuff like that right and there's not a lot of truth to that um a lot of the technology that they used to make people believe stuff like that is coming out into the mainstream right now like um how they've You know, they're releasing technology where they can talk to people in their dreams and they can create specific like stylized dreamscapes and uh, things like that. Um, Being able to induce dreamscapes through the use of like DMT based drugs and things like that is that's kind of what they've been doing in these programs when I said they were testing people's abilities to do different things. A lot of it was run in very, very, very convincing simulations where people believed something was going on that wasn't really going on. And um, unfortunately, people getting out of there and not, remem- not knowing that part of it or not realizing that part of it is what leads to a lot of the lore that I've spoke about, where um, you know they, they come out and they have these ideas of fighting ETs in space and, and blowing up ships and all of this stuff. And so they talk about that publicly. And then anybody who did go through these things and did manage to get out and, you know, ends up speaking publicly um, has a really hard time with it because they, they have to kind of battle all of this other, other speakers and other things that people have said. And, you know, going back to the way that I came forward, um, even when I was writing the blog and um, it was, you know, people had noticed it, it became the thousands of people reading it. Even at that point, uh, the only reason anybody knew who I was was because of this little personal spat that I had with David Wilcock and Corey Good from if you've ever watched them on Gaia yeah. TV, um, because David had asked me to do the Cosmic Disclosure thing, and I just refused because I knew where it was going to be taken. Um, oh, wow. And then... Uh, through that like I you know I, I knew Corey before and after so once I heard the the final version of that story I had to say something I'm like no this is not true and like I have Skype messages between the three of us that can show that this is untrue and so I had kind of done that but that, that's the problem right is that uh, you know and I get asked this question about that particular individual all the time like maybe he believes what he's saying don't believe that he does but there are people out there who are saying similar things that do believe what they're saying and they have every reason to um i'm sure you guys have both looked into the human mind more than just a little bit Mm -hmm. and understand like kind of how impressionable it is um and how you know, bullet it is. Like you can, you can write memories into people. You can, you can gaslight people into believing just about anything you want them to believe if that's what you want to do. Um, through MK Ultra style programming as well. Like you can, you can do whatever you really want with a, a person if you have enough access to them. So,
2: so again, that's another t- phrase we hear so often in the truth community. MK Ultra. People just throw it around. It's MK Ultra. Yes. The, the person, this celebrity, Britney Spears, MK Ultra. And it's like, well, okay, what is it? What exactly? Is it what what uh, programs or what things would, what rituals would be in place to MKUltra someone?
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, the basis of MK Ultra is like, you know, splitting the brain into various altars, creating, you know, basically DID in humans or dissociative identity disorder in humans, and then programming the different altars to do different things or at least teaching them to do different things or just, uh, uh, trying to mold the personalities as they're developed so you it's you know there's a natural process where a person goes through a lot of trauma and then there's the unnatural process where you cause a lot of trauma and Mm -hmm. then while they're in that traumatized state give them uh various types of symbology put them through different types of you know simulated experiences um, make them watch you know know, uh, clockwork orange style listen to the same song and watch it watch all this you know that type of thing is mk ultra and and it is kind of like a blanket term now for you know trauma-based mind control Mm -hmm. right but um but that's what it is is trauma-based mind control and it's just that you know they the MK Ultra that we read about, like that was the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You don't think like, they didn't put that to bed? They just got a lot better at it. Right. So yeah. um, now it's like kind of a, a cultural thing. They kind of have us all MK altered, if you will. Mm-hmm. But even the, the term MK Ultra, I put that on the same you know category that I put like the word Illuminati. It's just a word that we can use to sum up a concept real quick and easy for people.
2: Cool. Yeah. And no, I'm happy that you said that because I was just, curious about that because again it's a thing that you hear often but uh, i like the way you put it for sure
0: yeah well the thing is now all like all, all programming through any media is just blanketed as mk ultra or any 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 conditioning um exactly yeah exactly and then it, it just makes it sound
1: more extreme than it is i shouldn't say worse but it makes it sound more extreme than it is in yeah. a lot of
0: cases yeah but there, there there is a manipulation obviously taking place but it might not be as extreme as that specific exercise i guess um so what are what in your opinion are the primary solutions for any human to embody to counter these forces of control
1: Oh a lot of questioning like obviously um getting in touch with yourself spiritually so to speak and getting yourself you know mind body soul kind of in line in alignment is where you need to start because if any of that's off then you're very it's very easy to manipulate you right and um that's more or less everything we're talking about in terms of like mind control like you're being manipulated so the best thing to do is like understand how the mind works and understand how your body and your soul work together and create your reality in the way that it does and therefore learn how to control it as well like being able to know why you feel certain ways about things so that when those feelings pop up you know how to manage yourself through them obviously we're never going to be perfect but um that's a big part of it is just always trying to maintain some sort of balance within yourself so that when these different information sources come in you're not pushed one way or another and you're making more um, objective choices so you're making more rational balanced choices uh Otherwise, they're going to push your emotions all over the place and bully you into this corner, and like you know, shame yeah. you into that corner, and all of that. So, uh, know thyself is that that old phrase, right? Just just understand where your weaknesses are, so that when someone comes along or something comes along that plays on them, you you know, you kind of catch yourself before
0: yeah. a mistake is made. Couldn't agree more. And that's, I mean, that's that's the primary benefit that I've gotten just out of using the divination arts to to know myself better is you mean we tend to avoid our shadow and avoid our challenges but understanding where where we're weakest is actually primary to you mean really really understanding the, the truth of that those two words which is know thyself um yeah definitely yeah it's like the the
1: reason why they have the power over us they seem to have is because they know us better than we know ourselves mm-hmm. and so the, the best way to counter that would be to get to know ourselves really well right and, um, yeah, yeah you know get to understand others and you know really kind of boost up empathy with other people so that you're not shying away from the darker aspects of others or yourself but like really kind of diving into those things why are they there how can we fix this you know that, that has been such a big huge big
2: huge huge big part of my journey um is that like I don't know what it is that was built into me like even back in the days like when I started my journey and like 20s and as an actor, like I really enjoyed kind of exploring these parts of myself, you know, and in dancing with the darkness, you can say, and, and um, I don't know, it's just been a really interesting journey. You know, I, I don't, I don't shy away from it. You know, I mean, of course, there's times I do, but in general, I've been really curious about that and other people and myself. And I feel like it's, it's supported me having more compassion too, because mm. and, and I can be super self-righteous. I don't, not that, but having more compassion, because that's like, I know it within myself. So I see it externally and I go, oh, okay, well, you know, I know that I'm capable of that. You know, I've met that part of me. I've had dialogue with that part of me. I've tapped in. And uh, I think that's also another reason why it's easier to see things happening in the world. And because I know that in me, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: You can only and- meet the darkness in the world as far as you met the darkness within yourself. And this is the entire dichotomy or the purpose of the the great hermetic axiom as above so below as within so without right um which is obviously something that we speak about often but yeah man definitely an individual's willingness to know their own darkness is that's that that's growth right there right you can only extend out as far as you're willing to dive in um how do we as, as 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 a collective where how do we how do we counter this this shit show that's that's taking place right now um where do you see this going is is that is is babylon just falling is the old system just going the way it's going is there possibility for those stepping outside How how's that growth going to look for you is there going to be breakaway civilizations is there, what is it
1: i think that's well i think that the breakaway civilization may be people more like the three of us than you know the the elites going that way right like i think that I think that technology is going to about to take over in a hurry that we're going to be pushed a lot more into staying home and going to virtual reality than going out and actually doing human things. And I think that, you know, there's going to be people like myself who are not going to want to stay home and go into virtual reality. So, um, I think that's where the breakaway civilizations start to form and uh, it's already kind of happening you know i think because of the state of the world right now a lot of people are kind of coming together looking for self-sustaining options trying to get off grid so to speak a little bit more because of what's going on already and because i don't think that this is changing anytime soon i think it's just going to get like call it worse or at least a little bit more severe Um, i think that more people are going to be pushed to do that so Mm. Um, I do think for a, a long period of time we will have a, a situation where there's kind of two different versions of society. The one that's kind of following the transhuman agenda and the one that kind of steps away from it. And then where that leads in the future, like I can really only speculate based on previous models. My idea is probably that like, you know, the the breakaway civilization that is us will probably reproduce at a much slower rate than the other ones. So, you know, we, we might eventually just kind of, I don't want to say die off, but like um, fade out, and um, you know, who knows? Like you, you can have all the ideas that you have in your head, but just because you have all those ideas and all those beliefs doesn't mean your children are going to hold them, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean really what you show your child. You can't necessarily make them hold those beliefs, right? So you you never know what could also happen. Like you, children from that breakaway civilization could wake up one day and be like, "Yeah, I'm going back to transhumanville. See you guys." Mm-hmm. Right, and so. And I think that that uh, is a lot more likely than not. And so I don't know how long it'll last is is basically, I'm over explaining why I don't know how long it'll last where there's two different versions of society. But I do think for a long time, it will be that way. And, um, you know, for the people who really don't like the idea of all this technology, then they're probably really happy to hear that. (laughs) But uh, like, yeah, I don't think, I, I think this is where humans go next is this, you know, pairing ourselves with technology and um, enhancing things like AI and enhancing things like virtual reality and all of those different components that will eventually lead to a matrix one day oops did I say that aloud? loud yeah right
2: because <laughs> I was just about to say like so people are either going to have the choice to be like whoa and no kung fu or not like to have to spend 15 or 20 years learning kung fu
1: yeah <laughs> kind of thing and then i mean like you just imagine the problems that could arise and that i'll I'll use the having a child example again you know dad i don't want to take 15 years to learn kung fu i could go get implanted into my mind like tomorrow you know like what are you going to say to your child when that's what they have to say you can explain all you want but like they could end up presenting you like you know people will rebel against parents just for the sake of it depending on their 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 various archetypical makeup right so I guess I'm um,
2: curious here too. Within that implant, again, so this is again, this is hypothetical, but would the program be that you have gone through the blood, sweat, and tears? Like, like, how do you just know that? You know what I mean? Like, this is where I go. Like, can they? Will you have memories and experiences of like day one in training when you like broke your hand trying to break a wood board? <laughs>
1: Well, I think that that technology isn't very far off, and I think they're already kind of exampling it to us. So I think that we'll have that answer probably within your lifetime, to be honest, as to what that feels like. Um, And I'm
2: curious if there'll be people that are dancing between worlds, like, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't mind like one program of Kung Fu or something, but then fuck everything else. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I mean, I'm making a joke, but it's
1: just—I don't think anybody knows exactly how it's going to play out, and I don't think they—they, the proverbial—they even really know exactly how it's all going to play out. And um, I think that just once we get there, we'll kind of have to deal with it, you know. And uh, that all comes down to everybody's own personal choice, in so far as they have real choice as opposed to the illusion of choice, because obviously the laws in the world and these other things they they aren't getting any later so um yeah
2: yeah interesting I mean, it's, times it's really interesting times and i just love human connection human touch too much so like for me this is like the hill i die on to some to some degree because i just care about it too much you know i'm a greek Likewise. man like passion and emotion and love and food and and connecting like that's just part of my blood like you, 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 are going to try to take that away from me. Like, nah, bro, nah, I'm acting all hard right now, but like, I
1: really believe that. Like, it's just, I agree with you. I feel the same. I should say, I feel the same as that. Like it's uh, it's the hill I'm willing to die on. So,
2: yeah. I have all these other questions, just the things that are flashing in from when I read, I read your, your blog and I'm just like, I want to, I want you to hear about this. I want to hear about that.
0: I'm bro, asking about the giants ask him about the giants
2: that was it dude <laughs> tell me about andre the giant i mean the giants
1: oh do we really have to go down this road um all no, right we don't have to dude you're a free will you can say go fuck yourself yeah. <laughs> like well, i love I you mean... ross but uh, i'm too tired right now man <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go make music hurry up <laughs> that's, that's not untrue but i have to yeah. say definitely... <laughs> um wait which part the music or tell me to go fuck yourself <The music. laughs> The music, the music, not to tell you to go fuck yourself. I would never okay. do that. Um, so uh, depending on what you've looked into, um, there's a lot of evidence that supports the fact that there used to be giants on this planet. You know, it's in various types of scripture. It's in lots of different things. And um, I think it's, it's almost true for a, a lot of different species that have gone extinct over time that they actually haven't it's just that the world's a really big place and uh there are ways to hide certain things and they do do some forms of disclosure with that in movies um what ones did i recently watch that kind of played on that idea oh yeah like the the newest godzilla and king kong movies uh they kind of play on this idea where like there could be an island out there that they just keep stuff on (laughs) you know, and and just contain it to that island and none of us know any better. And there's also technologies like our history goes back a lot further. And we've, we have had, you know, much more advanced technology on this planet than we do today. And um, there were some programs put in place and I'm sure that like most people could imagine that stuff like this might happen. It's like finding a buried bomb shelter, right? Uh, People forget that they're there. So at some point in time, there was a program where they had put themselves into these stasis pods, I suppose, in order to, you know, survive whatever they felt was going to happen. And um, those pods got lost and they got left in them and they never got woken up and then flash forward a few thousand years later, very idiocracy style. um, Mm. Someone digs them up and and now we have to deal with that. So. That was what I wrote about was, um, and again, going back to one of the the things that they liked to bother me to do was to communicate with stuff that they don't know how to communicate with. And that was one of those such things. And when I say this type of communication, like, um, I post some of it on, on social media, some that's not too spooky, but if you hang around with me in person, you'll see a little bit more spookier things with my interaction with animals. As an example, Mm -hmm. um, you have know, heard the, the phrase like horse whispers or others you know, yeah. that one lady who's the jaguar whisperer, like there's a, a certain wavelength you can get on with animals so that they understand you kind of without words, right? And um, that's true for everyone. Like that's true for all of us. So um, with the, that particular discovery, if you will, that was uh, something that they wanted to personal
0: to... joke cropped up just then when you said a certain word um, I'm not laughing at anything else other than that Just clarify <laughs> <laughs> that all good um, so how old were you when when this took place
1: uh, my memory with numbers is bad it was a little bit before I wrote the blog probably two or three years before I wrote the blog so probably like 30 29 29-30 ballpark Um, I was actually out at the time, like, so then that was when I was 26 that I was officially let go. Um, they still kind of made my life miserable and well into my thirties, but, um, and, and in some ways, like maybe they still do. And I don't even recognize it anymore because I stopped paying attention. But yeah, I was, uh, it was kind of like, I was, I had been out for a little while and then it was kind of a favor that they had asked me for that they had called in, and, um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing to talk about with anybody who, you know, maybe hasn't already gone down a few, too many deep rabbit holes. Is, man. So, um, yeah, I, is, I, I, is. I, I that's why I'm kind of suffering and stumbling because I'm trying to like, in a way, respect your audience's time because we're here
0: we're, for the truth, bro. We're here, we're here for, for listen, the truth, bro. So, and we honor your truth. You know, so it's, yeah. It's, you
2: know. And we've talked about this so many times and it's definitely something I speak about. Like, what is a truth seeking journey? What is that? Like, do, does a person have the a, a window of tolerance to take in ideas that maybe one part of them goes, this shit's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I but think that's still, really healthy to
1: be honest. But still, yeah,
2: I agree. <laughs> yeah. But to still be able to hold that, like, you know, I think when I first heard your interview with David, I was just like, "What? Like, this is crazy." <laughs> and even though I, I had, I had dabbled, like, I've heard things like that. Um, it just made me think of one of my favorite sayings: "Is like truth is stranger than fiction," you know, like, yeah. Or, or fiction is truth, depending on so if you look at it from a Hollywood standpoint and like predictive programming things that get put out there. But I just think it's fascinating and I'm open to it. Yeah. Some and people aren't. At this at the same uh, time,
0: I completely get how it's can be very confronting for someone that's never even attempted to, to consider the these perspectives because it is very reality shattering, right? For the average person that's never actually dived deeper into what might be possible. Um, and those are the barriers that we're here to work through, right? As we absorb information and yeah. new walls come up, and you deal with those walls and consider past them. Yeah. yeah.
1: On that particular topic, if it was something that was going to really impla- impact our lives in somewhere, if it really mattered outside of the fact that, you know, planet Earth has inhabited things a lot longer than we we tend to talk, that, talk about it doing so, yeah. then I would be, you know, then I would be streaming it from the rooftops you know what I mean? Then I'd be like, like, you should probably pay attention to this. But I also realize it's almost like fluff. Like at the end of the day, like it's going to have nothing to do with our future moving forward, right? Like that's a big part of our very ancient past. And yes, it would be nice if the evidence for it were to be released. And I think certain museums actually kind of recently are starting to do that, where they're starting to bring out these giant femurs that they had found. And um, I think Ecuador was one of the places that had displayed a 30 foot st- skeleton right and so um these things are slowly creeping out and that's what people call disclosure i guess but uh, slowly creeping out into mainstream science and true, slowly true. being verified and 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 slowly coming out so maybe one day this topic will be revisited uh, in such a way that it's actually meaningful but yeah it's not really meaningful. And and the other thing too, is like, like I'm the guy who calls bullshit on a lot of the stuff that I even talk about because I hear so many people out there talking nonsense about it. And I don't believe a lot of the whistleblowers that are out there. Like I don't, I, I never would have chosen to do this if it didn't fall onto my lap the way that it did. And I wasn't kind of presented with this responsibility to do something about it. And I'm not one to just run away. So you know, I thought like, what's the best way to face this? Well, then I'll just stand here and my truth as people say, and I'll just do my best to approach it with integrity and just be honest with people. Like, no, I, I, I don't like, you know, I I don't believe a lot of it. I don't think Tom, Dick and Harry are telling the truth. And I don't think Sarah Jane and I'm throwing out arbitrary names here. None of these Mm. are actually meant to be anyone in particular. I don't think that they're telling the truth. And I know that it sounds like the same thing that I'm saying, but I didn't want to say it and they're really getting off on doing this. So, you know, uh, what, what I found through continuing this is just that like the fundamental things that I was taught about how we should be viewing our world and carrying ourselves, people can find all of that in various uh, teachings um, various like divination arts is a, like an, an example of that you know there's yeah. various paths to get there but um, I did learn it all so I feel like I can sum it up in a way that a six-year-old can understand it and so that's kind of what I try to do
0: yeah no man. I mean it, it's, it's very obvious in the way that um, you present this information as well that I mean there there is this hesitancy it's like I really didn't want to be here I didn't want to be the one to bear this and to hold it but um there's certainly is real integrity in the way that um you you present this information and thank you You don't
2: sensationalize anything
0: yeah Yeah.
2: you you know i don't get that vibe from you and then and then (laughs) and then i turned around the corner and i was in the forest and then bigfoot came up to me and we shook hands and had a steak together
1: you know yeah (laughs) i mean i've I, uh, I I don't do that and I wouldn't do that. Um, you know, maybe if the three of us were sitting around a campfire one night, I'll, I will share some crazy experiences with you. But I, I try my best. A lot of people want that. And um, I've, I've wrestled with it personally. And again, it all comes down to what I what I think that. I need to share what um, my experience can help benefit other people and is just the stuff that's a pic- applicable to everyday life. And yeah. If it's, if it's not, then I'm just storytelling. And um, that's not what's that's, the, that's not necessarily what we need. I mean, there's a time and place for it, but that's not necessarily what we need. Right?
0: Yeah. So do you think um, blue beam is still on the cards project Bluebeam. I think that they've, gotten way better at it
1: to the point where they just kind of can completely rewrite our sky if they want to um, I don't think that like that, that blue beam fake alien invasion thing is going to happen
0: um, I think it's just a been
1: turn. talked about oh well, yeah I mean no just because like I, it's and this is kind of me putting their hat back on and saying like that's kind of petty yeah. <laughs> you know like um, yeah. going that route like yeah What's currently going on seems a lot more appealing to that type of psychopathy. So, mm-hmm. you know. agreed.
2: So, things like when you think of like Star Wars and things like that, is there's certain levels of truth there in terms of like Galactic Federation and all these different things going on in communication, or is that is just more um, sensationalization of maybe some kernel of truth?
1: I think that these things exist in the universe. I don't know that Planet Earth has anything to do with it. Gotcha. You know. And, um, and I always thought that the opening line to Star Wars was interesting a long time ago in a galaxy maybe not so far away mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, I think would probably be the accurate part of that I think that like um, and, and what I know from my time on the inside is that it, they know a lot about history that they just don't tell people right like they literally start things back in Sumeria like what 12,000 years ago and, and just run forward. Is it even that far back? (laughs) They're willing to admit like 5,000 years, 7,000 years, like, uh, but, but they know that it's, it's way, 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 way back from that. They have a lot of different things in their vaults, so to speak, um, as evidence of that and um you know certain people who go on to be celebrities or direct movies and, and things like that um sometimes come up through these programs projects and cults and um they see these things and then it'll be something that they add into their movie or um it's also if you're studying magic you'll find the idea of the magician showing their hand and um letting you in on the trick right um yeah. And I think that Hollywood is a group of magicians and that's exactly what they're doing is kind of letting you in on a trick and so I think that part of that letting you in on the trick uh, has to do with the fact that yeah they know that you know human history goes back way belong way before this current group of controllers were ever in control and um, a lot of different stuff has happened and some Mm -hmm. of it may resemble what you see in something like a Star Wars so
2: yeah, uh, I'm happy that you brought that up because there's another thing within the whole truther community that you hear often. They go, "It's a spiritual law. They have to tell you what they're doing to you." And so, I'm curious if that plays into what you just kind of spoke about at all. Like that's something. The same that has concept. To be done.
1: Yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah, it's like they, you know, and uh, if you study just any type of, you know, I'm sure you guys have probably studied like sales. Like you're still, you're not you're still leading them back to the truth right like there's there's still like this truth that you keep circling around for them um, in order to make the sale and I think that you know that, that that's part of this topic as well is that you know it's a, a truth sandwich um, yeah you know Hitler and himmler obviously pretty famous quotes about that like you know because um, there's always got a little bit be a little bit of truth to a lie for people to accept it
0: mmm Hmm. i think we've dived into a lot um yeah. touching a broad number of topics um and i don't want to overwhelm people too much i think this is a it's a good spot um good
2: place to start for part one
0: yeah definitely man we are looking forward to having you back on and diving deeper there's so many questions that i do have um but yeah bro um man really really appreciate your your, your presence and you showing up and you speaking forward in, in the way that you do. And yeah, as your as your said, the way that you, you're not there to sensationalize anything, it's just breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs to dive deeper for those that are willing to perhaps look that little bit deeper, you know? Um, so
1: yeah, yeah no,
0: thanks, thanks for yep. being here, man. And thanks for, thanks for being in your truth for sure.
1: Thank you for having me and uh, thank you guys for what you're doing. Um, I, I know I appreciate it because it's a, it's a resource I can put send a lot of different people to, right? So, Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, Yeah,
2: really appreciate you. Really appreciate the humility that you you kind of move forward in the world with, and even in this in this conversation, man. I just I just love the kindness that's in your heart that I could definitely feel and notice. And uh, I'm grateful that we connected. And I can't tell you how how grateful I am to have you on this show, man, because it's uh, I think it's important stuff. Not just the storytelling element of it, but even like having this knowledge and information, and then what do we do about it day to day? You know, what are the solutions? How can we, you know, utilize our free will to uplift ourselves and the people around us uh, in the best way possible. And I think it's really, really important.
1: Well, thanks, guys. I, I love you both as well. Uh, again, very happy to see you guys doing what you're doing and uh, anything I can do to uh, assist in that journey. I'm I'm always available. So Available to you guys is what I mean. Not always available, but I'm always available to you guys. Yeah. Can
2: we go on a trip together to another galaxy? Dude, that'd be pretty fucking cool. I mean I'll see what I can
1: do but you know you talk wouldn't... to some of your
2: peeps bro I mean you got some connections still I think
1: uh, I don't know I, I I'm pretty sure that like the galactic federation is mad at me for saying that they don't exist fuck so.
2: oh, <laughs> All oh, good man oh, oh, All yeah. good maybe next time in my next uh iteration in the simulation I'll uh I'll be there the um, the descendant of the keeper of secrets
1: <laughs> Anyways that <laughs> <laughs> uh no, no i one. appreciate
2: you dude i love to make jokes but uh really really for sure i appreciate you and, and who you are and uh just happy that we finally got a chance to connect in real time Thanks, in yes. person
1: i appreciated the jokes too i like that uh there was some laughter and like I, I i like having conversations with people who aren't you know balls deep into all of this stuff as as the expression goes yeah, because yeah. it just it feels like you're, you're closer to my view of a, a lot of stuff than a lot of my peers would be. No, I hear you, man. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
2: Well, and we also like. I just, I'm, I'm a serious, deep dude, but I don't like to take myself too seriously sometimes. You know? Right? I feel like that's right. heavy, man. And it's I like making jokes on
1: things. Like you got to know how to play, man. You got to know how to laugh. You got to take joy out of things, otherwise this world's gonna get really fucking miserable in a hurry. And
0: so you know, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah. like it's if if you dive too deep, you can easily lose your humanity as well in trying to discover too much. I feel, um, because yeah. there's. The, the, the stuff that i want to do as a human which is super trivial and i enjoy doing that shit you know what i mean so it's like there's there's, there's that balance always
2: um, for a second there shane i thought they took you out man i thought <laughs> right? I, I, I thought they came in they're like okay that's enough that's God, all no, What's all, all we're that was, allowed to that
0: was the, delivered the ten delivered battery warning on my phone uh no worries <laughs> all it's right guys timing. thank you for listening uh, to here for the truth um thank you all for being here and we'll see you next time take care cool brother i guess Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.